Professor Stiglitz, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. We're at the New Economic Thinking Conference. Um, You've clearly given your views on the crisis. We're not through it. Uh, That's right. We're not out of the woods uh, by any means. Uh, The... The in the United States, uh, we see uh, lots of risks ahead. Uh, the number of foreclosures in 2010 are expected to be larger than 2009. Uh, the unemployment rate is still unacceptably high. One out of six Americans who would like a full-time job uh, cannot get one. There was at last some positive news in employment last month. Uh, but only 1% of those who were seeking a job got a job. Not very good. At that pace, uh, it will be uh, years and years before we get back to full employment. Hopefully the pace will pick up, but uh, it will be still a long time before we get back to normal. We expect more banks to go into bankruptcy this year than last year. 140 went into bankruptcy last year. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Because so many banks are facing difficulties, they aren't willing to lend. Restrictions on lending, particularly important for small and medium-sized businesses. And meanwhile, the stimulus is coming to an end. Uh, It has filled in the gap in uh, aggregate demand, but with a weakening the, the, the hope was that the stimulus would phase out as the private sector phased in. But it looks as if the stimulus will phase out faster than the private sector will be phasing in. Well, let's just tr- go back a minute. What do you think caused this crisis? Do we know? Some people have stood up and said, we still don't know what caused it. We still don't know if we're out or what will get us out. Oh, we know pretty well what caused it in a, in a uh, simplistic sense. There was a bubble. The financial markets were, uh, failed to perform their critical role in allocating capital, managing risk. And because they failed, the economy failed. Uh, we can ask deeper questions about why they failed, problems of incentive structures which encourage excessive risk-taking, short-sighted behavior. We have to ask why that is the case. It has to do with problems of corporate governance problems of too-big-to-fail institutions, too intertwined institutions. We also have to ask, why did the regulators not circumscribe that behavior? And again, we have answers, partly to do with the role of special interest. We appealed Glass-Steagall after enormous spending by uh, campaign contributions by the financial industries, and Citibank uh, was created uh, as a result of the repeal of Glass-Steagall. Uh, Economic theory played an important role, and that's what this conference is about. Economic theory provided the arguments that allowed the regulators to strip away the regulations and not induce new regulations that were needed. So that brings us on to to your uh, session. Do you think that we do need to, to rethink economic theory, almost to go forward to reform and restructure it? Yes, we do. Uh, I mean, the... One can look at it in two different ways. The standard paradigm that prevailed was clearly wrong. It said that markets were always efficient, uh, you couldn't have a bubble, and uh, one of the things that one should have to admit is that when you have a bubble, the theory that says that you can't have a bubble, something's wrong with that theory. 
But the good news is that while that mainstream theory was badly flawed, over the last quarter century, there have developed a number of alternative theories, and this is a time to bring a lot of those theories out of the closet and look at them more deeply. Because there is quite a lot of feeling that actually economics has been too constrained with mathematical modelling. It, it hasn't looked at the, the history of economics. Indeed, some people are saying uh, Keen, Keynes wouldn't be called an economist if he was here today. There's some truth in that, but I don't think the real problem is mathematical modeling. It's the wrong mathematical modeling. It's not mathematics. Mathematics is a language. Uh, if you make a, uh, absurd assumptions, you're going to get absurd conclusions. Uh, the, the problem was that too many of those who were focused on the mathematics didn't look at the assumptions that they were making. Have you got any eureka solutions going forward? You, you must have sort of thought about this uh, on, on a scale, on a global scale. Is there anything, that, lesson that you think, if we get this right, we can get ourselves out of this global crisis? There is not going to be any easy solution for getting out of this crisis. Uh, there are some short-term uh, remedies, fiscal stimulation, uh, that will help, but uh, part of the process is deleveraging households that have excess uh, liabilities. Uh, it will take a while to get rid of those unless we restructure their debts. I've recommended that we do that, but there is enormous resistance to doing that. What about the emerging markets, India and China? They're not in debt to the same extent as the Western economies are. Are they going to do better because of that? Uh, they are, the, the emerging markets, many of them, are doing very well indeed. Uh, China is likely to grow 10% or more this year. Uh, so they are doing very well, but they are not big enough to offset the weaknesses in the United States and Europe. Professor Stiglitz, thanks for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today at the Institute for New Economic Thinking. I've enjoyed it very much.